Oh my God! What are you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> who who said what? Gritty. I I just have to say that I'm somewhat disappointed in the lack of professionalism that you've shown tonight. I thought you were going to say you were impressed of the extensive mask collection. That's not where oh. I thought this was going to go, Derek. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. It's time to drink scotch. He he, he he did recoil at the uh, oh my god at Pretty. the sight of his of your mask. That is oh I'm sorry I can't look at that I'm oh, <laughs> oh god ah. <laughs> this is the original uh, single malt scotch that Loch Lomond produces. Um, let's see if we can find out something about this. Um, This one has less alcohol in it, actually. This has only 40% alcohol, 80 proof. Only. And this actually has 46% alcohol. Beautiful. So a little bit more of a kick with the older scotch. Oh, um, yeah. So hold up the other box. So, see that box. So, so, um, 29 out of 30 Helens prefer the red box over the white box. <laughs> I think um, this one, um, Lock Lemond, um, 12, 12 year old, is, um, is a little more peaty. Um, if Scotch connoisseurs will talk about how. Scotches uh, vary based on how uh, peaty and smoky they are. Um, on a on a younger Scotch, um, on a lighter end, it's a little more clear, a little more caramely, maybe a little on the sweeter side. Sounds good. But, but as it ages, um, and depending on how you've you know distilled it, um, Scotch some Scotch can be very very almost opaque not not totally opaque but a lot darker and have a smoky peaty kind of flavor so if it's and peaty it's it, it tastes like dirt uh well essentially uh no no it tastes like peat not dirt uh, i never tasted peat i'm not into peats <laughs> okay pause <laughs> not me i said i'm not i said i don't gotta pause that <laughs> I don't gotta pause that. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the No Name Yet podcast. That is a podcast with no name, and we are back today on November fifth for the annual Guy Funk special. And on the show tonight is the guy who likes his Scotch TV. Well, here's to you, lads. And also on tonight's show is the podcaster of all podcasters, the guy that can wear any mask and pull it off. That's ready. That's right. Oh, how I wish he would pull it off. Pause. Pause. Yeah, pause that. Happy Gay Fox Day. Cheers. Happy Gay Fox Day. Cheers with a nice water. Nice hydrating water. Zero PDs. So a lot, maybe Rich. Um, yes. Maybe some of your longtime listeners uh, may remember that I, you've graciously invited me on your show in previous years and. You may remember that I actually had the privilege of, um, of visiting Scotland for for a lengthy period of time several years ago. Yes. And I was there in Scotland on a Guy Fawkes night. When they bombed the building? Uh, no. When they when, Guy Fawkes is a celebration of a failure to blow up Parliament. Oh, I thought you blew it up. No. Let me let me read you the history. A uh, brief history of a Guy Fox 
uh, night uh, commemorates. I thought he blew up like a fire station or something like that. What was it again? Well, no, let's gather around and listen closely. Guy Fawkes, Guy, Guy Fawkes Night, also known as Guy Fawkes Day, or Bonfire Night, or Fireworks Night, is an annual commemoration observed on the 5th of November, primarily in Great Britain, although it has jumped the pond, uh, as they say, uh, to the Americas, and has an equally robust tradition here. Um, but nonetheless celebrated primarily in Great Britain involving bonfires. Its history begins with the events of the 5th of November, 1605. When Guy Fawkes, a member of the Gunpowder Plot, more on that later, was arrested while guarding explosives the plotters had placed beneath the House of Lords. Catholic plotters had intended to assassinate Protestant King James I and his parliament. Celebrating that the king had survived, people lit bonfires around London. Months later, the observance of the 5th of November Act mandated an annual public day of Thanksgiving for the plot's failure. To the great cheers and adulations of Protestants everywhere. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. So, I have a reflection on this. Okay. Um, the present administration, or the present, uh, the present democratic administration, uh, just hasn't learned from the past. Hmm. I mean, we're not remember, remember the 6th of January. Oh. oh. My birthday. You know, I mean, if this was uh, su such an egregious act, I mean, you know, the. Uh, That's a good point, Rich. The, uh, you know, the marketing has already been done back in the 1600s. <laughs> yeah. So what I would like to do is to uh, bring us back to last year and to just remind us. Uh, how we started last year. How oh boy. Like, how did we do that? The nuclear bomb. Looks like a hydrogen bomb. Your bomb went off of my headphones. How loud that was! Oh, it was loud on your end, really loud. Yes, notice my headphones were not on my ears. Well, that's the way we started last year. Well, how are we gonna start this year? Uh, with last year's beginning. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought uh, I, I gave you a beginning, I gave you a brief review of. Uh, Guy Fox. Yes, we we started with the history of of Guy Fox Day. That's right. So, yeah, I would think that mask 
or whatever it is that Gritty has chosen to wear would be enough of a beginning all on its own. <laughs> uh, it's very shocking, huh? So I'd, I'd like I'd like you to uh, to take a look at my new background. Oh, your heroine is just up there. Yep, big sister yeah. right up there. A big picture sis. of uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, our big sister. Everybody's favorite. Everybody loves her. Yep, and here and over here we have you know our our motto: "War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength." That's right. But that that's on the uh, there's a there's a, a typo right here on this graphic. It says it says ink sock. It actually should say ink sock, of which Big Sister is uh, a representative. Ink sock. Sock. S O C. Ink sock. Ink sock. Yep. Kapla. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, this this is the this is the party of uh, corporate socialism. What do you got? Peanuts over there, Derek? What do you got? Oh uh, no, raspberries. Oh, nice. Does that pair yeah. well with scotch? Well, actually, it kind of does. There. Well, I um, I prepared for tonight. Actually, I'm also having some cheese with it. And this is a special kind of cheese that I was introduced to by my friend, Mari Monroe. Wow. May her soul rest in peace. She did. She died a few years ago, sadly. Rest um, in peace. But Mari was from Glasgow. Mm. And I got to know Mari when I was in Scotland and I stayed at her flat in Glasgow and she um, helped me to, to plan several day trips in the Highlands and gave me some, some good tips for traveling. And, but I found out that uh, Mari died just about three or four years ago, I think. So, wow. Yeah. Raise a glass. Anyways, Mari Monroe introduced me to this cheese one night in Glasgow, and it was sort of a sweet, it's actually kind of a Norwegian cheese. Uh, I mean, anything north of London is, you know, pretty much the same. It's, you know, cold, dark, and gray, and rainy. So, <laughs> but Mari introduced me to this cheese, and we had scotch, and so. Cheers. Cheers. So, um. We've come a long way since last year. Have we? Well, the world you has. Closer, you mean closer to nuclear war? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Um, I wanted to play that because we saw a cast of characters, and uh, the main one was Zelensky. And uh, now... Everybody's favorite. Standing ovation Zelensky, they call him. Zelensky can barely get on uh, page four of the newspaper right. at this point. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, they're on to the next hot thing. Yep. And everyone's uh, everyone's bored of uh, everyone in Washington's bored of Ukraine. That's it. Bigger fish to fry now. Yep. Bigger fish to fry. So uh, what do we think? We are, are we closer to nuclear war? Maybe. No, maybe, probably not. It's going to be all right. I think it's going to be fine. Every year, there's some kind of big hoopla. Everybody's running under oh, this. No. Everybody's running under the desk again. The threatening nukes. I mean, how many times have we heard? Oh, I'm going to push my button. Well, I'm going to push my button. Well, don't push your button because I'm going to push my button. I don't think it's going to happen. It has to be something extreme for it to happen. Well. I definitely have an opinion. We know. Really? Yeah, yeah, we, we, who, would, who would have thought? So, so at this point, since fifth grade, when my fifth grade catechism teacher taught us all about nuclear war and demons and catechism. things like that. What is that? What's that? Catechism. Yeah, that's uh, like religion class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for the end of the world since I was in fifth grade. Right. So since it's not happened, uh, my opinion is bring it on. Uh, speak for yourself. 
I got some Korean barbecue I want to eat before that. Got some things I want to do. <laughs> some things I'd like to accomplish before we get nuked. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, you know, we got to break a few eggs to to make a point, you know? Right, right. You know, now that we've got this conflict in Israel and, you know, as soon as that started, Lindsey Graham, you know, got all excited and said, we're going to invade Iran. Right. You said and, that we were going to do a deep dive into Israel and Palestine today, right? So we're going to get into our thoughts. Did Lindsey Graham, Graham really say that? Oh, yeah. Just about, just about as soon as... Uh, the people in the news went, there was an attack in Israel, and Lindsey Graham was calling for war in Iran. Right off the bat. Yeah. Before they even got the L out. She didn't even see an image yet. Wow. But there were a couple, there were uh, two clips in particular that I was looking for, and I'm wondering if they're being suppressed. Most likely. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with them. But, um, uh, yeah, um, you know, just as soon as this thing started in Israel, uh, the people, all the neocons in America and uh, all of the presidential candidates, um, except for Cornell West, but I'm not sure we can even call him a presidential candidate. He doesn't figure out what party he wants to run in and. Uh, he hasn't what paid his uh, child support, so uh, I think we can count him out. Um, yeah, uh, everybody is uh, pro-Israel, and we're going to give them as many weapons as uh, we possibly can. All the candidates. Not a ceasefire candidate. Uh, in the bunch, but hey, you know, we, we all evolve in our opinions. I guess that we've just, we have to provide uh, Israel whatever it needs to complete whatever mission that it sets out to uh, complete. The American way? If you will allow me to, I, I don't want to disappoint Rich, so... <laughs> Allow me to offer um, a, a counterpoint. I would like to offer an opposing view that Anthony Blinken did attempt to persuade Benjamin Netanyahu to issue a ceasefire ahead of the release of hostages. Anthony Blinken said, don't wait for a release of hostages before you issue a ceasefire. Do it now. He's Blinken didn't demand it, but he did attempt to persuade Netanyahu to issue a ceasefire separate from any release of hostages. Now, having said that, did Netanyahu respond charitably? No. But Blanken did try. So. so my question is, do you think when he asked Netanyahu, it was a personal whisper or a stage whisper? I think it was a well-rehearsed public statement because it was all over the news. Very good. Very good. So, you know, what are we going to do? Um, as uh, I've been doing this show uh, now, what is it, about uh, two or three years now, I think? Got to be gotta be three. Three years? Yeah, I've been pretty consistent that, you know, I have an anti-war stance, an anti-censorship stance. Um. You know, I can try to uh, be empathetic. Anti-censorship. And... You censor us all the time. What are you talking about? How you do I? See... Your own... You don't listen to your own show? You but when I us... bleep you out? You bleep us constantly. What do you mean? Beep, beep, beep. Well, beep. well, you, well you know. How I, could I, you I... be anti-censorship if you literally censor us every episode? Hey, well, no, no, no. You know, gritty, I'm trying, gritty, I'm trying gritty. to keep it PG-13. For who? It's not censorship. It's media hygiene. 
I don't know what that means. I, that now I like ridiculous. that, Derek. That, that sounds was, ridiculous. Yes, that, that was sounds, media that hygiene. Ridiculous. My <laughs> <laughs> man said he's not for censorship. So what's going on in your world? What, I mean, what are you paying attention to, Gritty? Other than that stupid. Uh, other than what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What am I paying attention to? Uh, I'm paying attention to YouTube, and that's about it, pretty much. Okay. All right. Uh, YouTube drama. Like, nuclear bombs going off, but nuclear bombs going off on YouTube. Oh, this person said this about this person. This person, uh, Mr. Beast, did this crazy thing. Now everybody's mad at him. That's what I pay attention to. Light, light fun news, you know? Yeah, yeah. Light, not, light not, Light controversy. Yeah, not depressing. Oh, this, you know, kid got yeah. his head cut off in the middle of the street and everybody saw it and yeah. bombs going off. What you know, once a week I tap into that and I see, okay, what's going on? What's uh-huh. going on in the world? But not something I like to dwell on. Well, you know, the, the pink sauce lady was riveting for a while. Oh, that was some you know, I just pink saw that sauce lady. I vaguely remember something about the pink sauce lady. Tell me about the pink sauce lady. Uh, what happened uh, to the pink sauce lady? I think the scotch is starting to kick in. (laughs) The peaties. She made this sauce. Is it a lady with pink sauce or a pink lady with sauce? It's both. Yeah, it is both. Pink a lady with pink hair that made a pink sauce. Now, Rich doesn't realize this, but I heard his little comment there that he thinks the scotch is starting to to kick in. Yes. You have no idea. It is abundantly clear. <laughs> but as long as you're feeling good, that's what we like to see. No name yet, cod past. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the pig sauce lady's been quiet. And the last I saw of her sauce, it was going for 25 cents at a certain Walmart. I don't know which one it was. Oh, really? 25 somebody, cents? Somebody had shown on their on the on Instagram from their local Walmart that it was like in a shopping cart and it said pink sauce, 25 cents. So it's not looking good. No, not I looking don't think she's getting any more. I don't think she's getting any more advances now that she blew her own spot up. Yeah. That what a uh-huh. what a what a controversy that was. She just dug her own grave. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part. She didn't she could have been she didn't have to say anything. She could have been fine. Well, this lady in pink might be the lady in red pretty soon. In the red, her business oh, yeah. thoughts goes belly. Her, char- up. her, she's been in the red. She's been in the red. <laughs> so, I was sharing with Rich earlier the latest issue of the New Yorker magazine. Everybody's uh, publication that is even-handed, fair, balanced, and then always reports the truth. <laughs> That's right, as every publication does. <laughs> yeah, um, as a as a feature-length article. Actually, actually, the title of the article is kind of sobering. You know, all kidding aside for a moment. Sobering, no pun intended. Um, it says, "Letter from Israel in the cities of killing the Hamas massacre, the airstrikes in Gaza, and what comes after." Um, so I don't know if you can see, but that's. I think that may be Gaza. Lift it up. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, um, let's see. The uh, the the caption underneath that picture says, "On October seventeenth, mourners gathered at God Yavon for the funeral of the Kutzas, a family of five who were killed at their home in the kibbutz during the attack that Hamas named the Al-Aqsa flood." Um, well, trying to give so we period. had uh israelis that were killed um an initial attack what was that on was it the, the date october 8th was it wow. the original attack like a month ago already yeah the month went very quick quickly oh yeah and, gosh you're uh, right that is we're coming up on the one month uh, already yeah right um, let me share something with you that, Rich, I think you'll appreciate this all really in all sincerity. Um, the, the, this article from the New Yorker opens with this sentence. Well, I mean, it's really beautifully written, actually. 
The only way to tell this story is to try to tell it truthfully and to know that you will fail. Right. Fail, just like Guy Fawkes. Um, well, I mean, no, I mean, it just says a lot about how incredibly complicated and and problematic this issue is. Um, it, it It's the problem from hell. It really is. Um, so. Yeah, it's a tough one. And, um, you know, I had expressed my reluctance to even do the Guy Fox special this year because of all the, you know, the nature of the special was supposed to be have a, a somewhat radical and sneering edge to it. Yeah. Um, we, you know, I mean, if we stick just to our politicians here in the United States, uh, Joe Biden is still demented. Um, Kamala Harris is still lost somewhere. Uh, Anthony speaking, Blinken is still in rhyme, as Trump said, arms dealer. Um, Aren't they all? Lindsey Graham is still uh, getting excited every time he sees uh, something blow up. Lindsey Graham's a guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah, it appears he is. I thought it was a woman. I mean, for the record, I've come to have a lot of respect for Rich's views. I know he's passionate about his opinions and his beliefs, and he's well-informed. He reads a lot. Right. He listens. He listens to and engages more media on this on these sets of issues than I do. I I cannot go as far as Rich and say that I think Biden is demented. I I don't think Biden is demented. I think Biden. I think Biden wants to do the right thing, but he's a politician, and he's good at cutting deals. Um, He's a deeply flawed man. I, I no question of that. But I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's demented. I, I, th- I think there's a part of him that's genuinely trying to do the right thing. Does he always succeed in that? No. But I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. So, how about cognitively slowed? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm cognitively slowed. The right hard- now, yeah. but that was by choice. You're not, yeah, you're not that way forever. <laughs> yeah, he needs to clean out the hard drive up there. It's, it's a little slow. <laughs> it's working a little slow these days. Come on, man. At this age, he needs to just be on, kicking come back. Come on, ice man. Cream. Give me a break here. Come on, <laughs> man. They come need on. to just leave him, leave him in a room with some ice cream and let him live his last days. He, she should be making no decisions. Come on, man. Oh, did you did you see? I don't know if it was on a, a well, I don't know what social media platform it was on, but uh, the uh, caption was the uh, uh, first place uh, Halloween costume of the year. Is that where the kids were? Where the kids were? One of them was Biden, the other ones were the Secret Service, and he was tripping over everything. And no, well, it was along that line. It was yeah. a, a girl that had like this stuff Biden, like on her back. And no, I didn't we, see that one. And it was like leaning into her hair, sniffing her hair. Oh, that's a that's a great one. That's another one. <laughs> that I think it was the first that one's place. Pretty on par. Halloween costume of that the year. That one's pretty on par. You know, creative. Yeah. Sniffing blow and sniffing kids' heads. Yeah. Just... Hey, hey, Rich. I've got an idea. What's that? If I send you a picture of me in Scotland, uh huh. Right now. Yeah. Would you be able to post it up on this broadcast? Yes, I could. Okay. Let me see if I can get it to you. So while you're doing that, let's uh, just take a a moment. You work on the picture, and uh, let's just uh, remember what uh, our uh, the uh, motto of our uh, fearless uh, and benevolent leader, Big Sister, is war is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. All hail, big sister.
Let's see here if I can find the picture. All right, you keep working on that. And I, I'm going to actually play a clip from Big Sister. Uh, so here we oh, go. God. This is the one where she has hot sauce in her purse, tries to be relatable. <laughs> don't even tell me she don't had hot sauce in her purse. Yeah, you don't remember that? No. She was telling us, she was like trying to be so, she went on like Hot 97 or... One of the hip hop stations, like I have uh, hot sauce in my purse, trying to be relatable to everybody. Oh, get out! Like, of oh here. my god, she's so cute. Oh my god, she's so us. She's so me. They 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 ate it up like that. Yeah, I think so. Oh, for God's sake! You, you remember when Hillary was running? They ate everything out of the palm of her hand. You crazy? You remember that? Man. That was a wacky. That was a wacky time. She, she had yeah. YouTubers coming. She had YouTubers coming to the um, White House and stuff. Or wherever she was, and they were vlogging with her. It was a mess. It was a mess. And she was just there with her smile that you could see. She had that fake smile. Faker than the one on my mask right now. All right. Well, let's listen to uh, Big Sister right now. We're calling for a ceasefire now. Do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off uh, an eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So we're in a very different world. I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are, and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it. Okay, I'm working on it here. All right. So, you know... I, I just get uh, I just get exhausted um, with the, uh, the the continual gaslighting and the insulting of the public's intelligence uh, from you know these neocons uh, like Big Sister. Um, I mean, she's talking. She she she's making an argument like like an eight year old would make. Uh, you know, if we do a ceasefire, then uh, Hamas can, uh, you know, re-strengthen their position. How long did it take Hamas to create the position that they created when they attacked at the beginning of October with rockets and hang gliders uh, and a, a, a lucky break getting through the fence? I mean, does that make sense? Gritty, you're falling asleep. Yeah, I don't know what you did. We don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Okay. All I know is she loves to bomb people. Turning. Yeah, she does love to bomb people. She loves to bomb people. That's all I know. Whenever I hear her, I hear murder, 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 murder. Uh, now, Rich, yes, we're doing our best to protect America. Sorry, I'm trying to do an impersonation of Hillary, and it's not working. So. Okay, so okay, ne- never mind. All right, you forgot the I sent big, you the picture. You forgot the big yeah. shit eating grin that she has. Yeah, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just amazed that she. Uh, still has the presence that she has on media. I'm not that, that she is still in in this. Oh, I'm not amazed. And she is never ever gonna go away. Nope. You know, you may be more right than you know with the uh, ever advancing um, threat of. Artificial intelligence, they might find a way to keep her alive. And I was just going to say they'll have an AI definitely. Yeah, they'll have an AI version of her. Yeah. She'll be like, <laughs> I have hot sauce in my code. Exactly. <laughs> her and Nancy Pelosi. Oh, definitely. They've, you know. Well, I um, I've, I have just now forwarded to Rich <clears throat> a picture of, of myself. Uh, standing on the Isle of Iona. Um, And behind me is the North Atlantic Ocean. And this picture was taken um, in November of the year 2000. And I was 
29 years old that fall. And there was something that I did not have yet at that time that I have now um, that is a visible change. And, and I'll leave it to you to guess what that is. Okay. So here is Derek at uh, 29. Wow. Missing yeah. the beard. That's it. Yeah, I had no the beard. Goatee. That was me. I was twenty nine. Man, I look at that now and wow, the, the, your background looks like something you could put on a desktop. <laughs> I tell you, it. Well, thanks. Yeah, That's a nice I, um, background. No, I mean all all kidding and you know joking aside, I um. I tell you, it really is a beautiful place. Um, I think about that now, man. Boy, what a lifetime ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where you just went. No, you not just went. Where'd you go like four months ago? Oh, I went to this past spring. I went to Death Valley National Park in uh, Southern California. By yourself? By myself. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I, I traveled there by myself. Um, but when I arrived, I was accompanied by a lot of other travelers from all, by the locals. all uh, parts of the world. Um, wow. Death Valley National Park is a draw for a lot of people uh, in the spring. And it's actually a, a really stunningly beautiful place in the spring. And I uh, visited Death Valley National Park in April of this past year. So, Did you get scared by like a donkey or something? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> I thought I, didn't like a donkey roll up on you at like 6 a.m. or something. Okay, so let me see if I can send you a picture of Death Valley here. So he was, uh, he he encountered a wild uh donkey, yeah, like at like not even at six, like at three in the morning, right? It was pitch yeah. black outside. Oh my god, it must be dark out there at 3 a.m., dude. Yeah, there's like no light at all except for the stars. Wow. And the stars are amazing. That must have looked crazy. It was. It was incredible. Um, let's see here. Death Valley. Um where am I so, Death Valley? So Death Valley is uh spans uh part of Nevada and California. Correct. There is a small portion of Death Valley National Park that is in Nevada, but the majority of Death Valley National Park is in California. Okay. Um, let me show you a picture here. Let's see. So if we uh, do go to nuclear war, would Death Valley be a good place to be? Actually, uh, no. No, what are you going to do? You survive. There's uh, there's no water. <laughs> um, well, I take that back. There is there is water in Death Valley, but it's you have to know where the springs are. Um, it's uh, in the summer. It is desperately, wickedly, unbelievably hot. Um, in fact, I think this past summer they reached 137 degrees. Holy cow! Oh yeah, Furnace people are traveling there to experience it. Um. What do they call disaster traveling? The um, last yeah, here's to... here. I'll show you. This is a. I'll send you this one. A uh, picture with um, in the background is what they call the Zabriskie Canyon. Um, it's one of the driest, hottest uh, locations on the entire planet, actually. Okay. So. Very very different from Scotland, so. Scotland is um, cool and very watery and green and windy, um, very mystical. Death Valley is also mystical, but for a very different set of reasons. Did you take mushrooms when you were there? No. Oh, that you missed out. I drank. Should have took some shrooms. Would you bring Tequila. scotch? Tequila. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Oh, the uh, photo quality on this picture is uh, very nice. Epic. What do you got? An iPhone there, Derek? Wow, another background. 
That's uh, the Zabriskie Point um, lookout onto Death Valley. That is nice. Now, directly behind me, sort of in the center, if you look back, those are the, I mean, below the mountains, those are the salt flats. And that is actually below sea level. Wow. Um, a couple Don't they have feet. car races on the salt flats? They might. Uh, I know there's a foot race every year. Okay. Foot race? Yeah, there is a race. get heat stroke? Well, you got to be in shape. And <clears throat> there are people that run into trouble. And they have, you know, medics and, you know, people ready to treat you if you dive, if you have heat stroke. How far, like, where's the Starbucks, where's the McDonald's, where's the <laughs> Outback? I literally see nothing. What, what least, do I do? What do I do at, when I'm there? At least, at least five hours away in a very well-running vehicle. Oh, hell no. So what mm. are you doing there? You just look? You just look around? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you um, you enjoy the, the sunshine and the, the vast uh, stretches of of God's creation. I wouldn't last a minute. It's a it's a state of mind. It really is. So um let's bring this back around to current events. Um you know, coming into this show, uh, I spent probably more time in preparation for the show than I ever have for a Guy Fox special. Wow. So this is going to be epic. And uh, no, but the thing about it is, is it, I just have all these notes. I have these videos and it's just so convoluted. And that the, that the Israeli Palestine issue is so supercharged that uh, I just couldn't pull it all together. This is what, that's what it was about. Well, I, I wanted I wanted part of it to be about Israel Palestine, and it just became. I thought you so, weren't addressing um, it. What, what, what was the change of heart? Well, the thing about it is that uh, emotions are running extremely high on all sides, right? So why would you address it? And. Um, you know, uh, like like everybody else on the media, we uh, I have to say personally that uh, the initial attack from Hamas was egregious, and then from there, uh, it's difficult to have a conversation uh, because the Palestinians have been under occupation. Uh, there's a lot of evidence that uh, they've been suffering. Uh, at the hand of Israel. Uh, I know that Israel uh, has uh, existential concerns for them themselves as a state. And I know that there are people in America that are deeply tied with Israel. And uh, that's where I significantly uh, separate that I don't think that we should be as involved as we are. And, uh, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. you really can't say much more. And, and, I, and I think Rich should be supported in that view. Um, it's because you can make a good case that we should not be there. You could also make a good case that we should be there, but, but I think Rich has every right to say that. So thank you. So my, my heart goes out to, uh, any Israeli that lost family members or has family members that are uh, hostages, my heart goes out to uh, the Palestinians that are being bombed, any Palestinians that are in Israeli custody. Um, my heart goes out to families that are losing loved ones. My heart goes out to people who are suffering. My heart does not go out to the neocons uh, in our government that look at this as another opportunity to sell weapons and blow people up. 
that's where my empathy ends. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I did have a couple notes that, that uh, I was watching certain videos uh, where they were talking about uh, American interest in the in the region. And uh, I've identified uh, the Amer America's interest as selling weapons. So uh, our interests are being made. And, uh, you know, and, and, and when we, we look at ourselves as Americans and, and when we look at this situation between Israel and Palestine, and when we look at, you know, just look at all the wars, you know, starting, yeah. you know, going to Iraq and um, Sudan and Yemen, uh, Syria, uh, what else? Uh, you know, uh, different conflicts between uh, Israel and, and Palestine. Uh, what else? Libya. Um, Panama. And Ukraine. What's that? Panama, 1989. Yeah, Panama. Yeah, Grenada. Uh, Falk no, Falkland Islands was the UK. Um, yeah. You know, when and, and then we talk about, you know, uh, civilians getting bombed and killed. Um, really, like, as an American uh, living here in the United States, I think, Gritty, you might get on board with this. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, we, we, we were going about our lives. We're doing what we're going to do. You know, we have YouTube videos to watch and, uh, you know, uh, we have cars to repair. Uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, we can go like out to Schenectady and go to different bakeries and uh, compare cannoli. We've got a lot of things and important things that we could do uh, with our time. And then, you know, we hear on the news that uh, civilians are getting killed. And when we think about our interests as America as selling weapons, there are a lot of civilians out there in the world that could be killed by our weapons. And it'll probably be a really, really, really long time before the people that make the weapons have to use those weapons on us here in America so they can continue selling weapons. So I don't, I don't think that they'll run out of civilians overseas before, you know, the end of my life and gritty. I don't even think that they're going to run out of civilians overseas at, at the end of your life. That's so here for me, I, I don't, I don't know what I've been getting so bent out of shape about. I don't wow. know either. You're taking it to a whole new level. Yeah. Stepping it up. He's amping it up. Well, I think Big Sister would love that argument. And I thought I was the one who was drunk. <laughs> Derek does not approve of that message. He doesn't. He doesn't. He got real serious. Well, that's just a little satire. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's what a good broadcaster does. So yeah. So I, I just wanted to share I wanted to get into this a little bit more, but uh uh I kind of ran out of time before the show, but I'd like to just show uh a, a couple clips from an exchange between Pierce Morgan and uh Bassem Youssef. Uh, Bassem Youssef is an Egyptian comedian uh, that spoke, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago with Pierce Morgan, and then had a round two, which I haven't, uh, I haven't watched yet. But uh, I just want to uh, get your reaction with just this short clip uh, of this uh, comedian. Sorry, I was doing blow. Okay. Warning, this video... Well, joining me now to discuss the conflict in Israel and Gaza is a TV host and satirist, Bassam Youssef. Uh, Bassam, it's uh, great to have you back on the program. I wish it was under different circumstances. Um, first of all, what is your reaction to what happened on October the 7th? 
Oh, it was terrible, of course. I mean, we kind of get our news kind of also secondhand because, you know, my, my wife's family, they live in Gaza. They actually have uh, cousins and uncles there, um, and uh, their house also was bombed. We haven't been able to communicate with them for the past three days. Communication are lost. So uh, we don't know actually what is the... Uh, how is they, how are they doing? But you know, we're used to that. I mean, it's it just like it's 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 very repetitive. We're used to that. We're used to them being bombed every time and moving from one place to the other. Uh, you know, it's just like those Palestinians. They're very dramatic. Ah, Israel killing us, uh, but they never die. I mean, they always come back. You know, they they are very difficult to kill. Very difficult people to kill. I, I know because I'm married to one. Mm. I tried many times. Couldn't kill her. <laughs> I mean, there's a dark humor there, and I understand why. Because oh, it's not dark humor. I really, I try to get to her every time, but she uses our kids as human shields. I can never take her out. <laughs> for interview, but let me play what he said to me here. Well, I, frankly, I don't believe in proportionate response to terrorism. I believe that the way that you stop terrorism is with wildly disproportionate response. That doesn't mean in terms of targeting civilians. It means in terms of killing as many terrorists as humanly possible and allowing them to dictate the terms of engagement by hiding behind civilians in areas that, that they are supposedly responsible for means that the only option for Israel is to surrender to Hamas's hatred of its own citizens, its willingness to use its own children as human shields. No, no country worth its salt could ever do that. Now, that is significant, substantively different to what you said he said, right? He's talking there but, but specifically I agree, I, about I, but Hamas I agree with him. I agree. I, I, I agree with him. The, the thing is, the question is, what is a proportionate response? Because yes. it has been different from one tier to another. So if you look to this graph, for example, this is the death of Israeli and Palestinians, and it's changing from one year to year. It's like fluctuating like crypto. So my question is today, what is the going rate today for human lives? I mean, 2014 was a great year for Ben Shapiro. 88 Israelis were died, and there was 2,329 Palestinians killed on the other side. That is one Israeli for 27 uh, Palestinians. That is a very good exchange rate. What I'm saying is, what is the exchange rate well, for I, today? Well, I, so I, you guys will be happy. That's my question. Well, it's not me, I, I it's not me guys. I, I I'm not on either no, side. No, 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 not you. Like when I yeah. say you guys, I say like people on the other side of that. I know that you you don't think like that. You are one of the good guys. Really applaud Israel for doing one thing that no military force in the world does. Because I heard I heard Ben Shapiro and I heard Ron DeSantis, and they said. They said Israel is the only military force in the world that warns civilians before bombing them. I mean, how fucking cute. That is so nice of them. So, because with this logic, if Russian troops started warning Ukrainians before bombing their houses, we're cool with Putin, right? Hmm. The only military that warns civilians that they're coming to bomb them. Curious. I thought that was pretty good satire. Yes. I don't really have anything more to add to that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's we're for itself. facing in an impossible situation in the Middle East and we pray that it doesn't go out of control. We pray that uh those out of control e those evangelicals that uh would like to usher in the second coming of Christ don't uh yeah. Contribute uh, to this uh, conflict by uh, trying to heat it up one way or the other. And uh, we pray for those that have died, that are dying, that will die and will suffer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll uh, share with you the closing remarks uh, made by the journalist in The New Yorker who... Um, I'll tell you who he is here. Um, this article was written by, oh, this is David Remnick. Um, oh, longtime readers or listeners of, longtime readers of the New Yorker or listeners to the New Yorker Radio Hour will know who David Remnick is. Um, I love that guy. And yeah. he concludes his feature-length article on the Israel-Hamas war with these thoughts. He was in Israel um, you know, reporting on the scene. Um, and he was um, he was at some place where they were preparing for a funeral. The coffins were carried in, and the names were read one by one, by one, by one, by one. 
At first there was silence, but now a great communal lament, lamentation convulsed the assembled. I have never heard such weeping as I did that afternoon. There would be many more funerals to come, many more convulsions of grief, but the sound of lamentation never carries as far as those of rockets, missiles, artillery, and bombs. As I was finishing this piece for the New Yorker, my friend messaged me from Palestine describing the nightly bombings in his neighborhood in Gaza. A ground assault was imminent. He said, any moment I may not be in this world. So, you know, we, we enjoy a lot of security in this country. You know, I can sit here and drink my scotch and I can get inebriated or, you know, to be perfectly blunt, I can get drunk on air and and not mm -hmm. really worry too much that anyone's going to come after me because my friend Rich will edit this podcast and <laughs> take out the, the embarrassing, you know, clips that that would either get me in trouble or at least embarrass me and him but in other parts of the world there are people who literally don't know if they will be alive one minute to the next um right so and you know uh it's been a long time in my ministry that uh when we were raising prayers before the congregation that we would pray, thanking God for the security on our streets, that we'd be able to worship the way we want to worship, and that we were able to congregate legally uh, from week to week. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. yeah. How did you not get Mo on this show? This is like such a Mo show. It's honestly kind of crazy you didn't get him on this episode. He would have been going nuts. Well, I know, but the the guy, I, I thought about it for a, a moment, and I'm like, the special has been you and Derek. I think you should have got Mo. And Every so it's kind of, a, it was kind of, I guess it's kind of an off year. No, no, we got a, on the Halloween episode, we don't do the same person. It doesn't matter. You got, you got, when you get into this stuff, you got to get Mo. Yeah. That's, that's the guy. He would have had so many opinions. True. Wow. So, um, before we go, uh, I was gonna, I wanted to utilize this article, but uh, I just, I just couldn't. It's just, it's just, it's just been a tough season, you know. It's been a tough season to, to concentrate and to focus on the things that are going on. Uh, but uh, there is presently uh, there is presently a an article in Time magazine. Love love time, my favorite. And uh, as opposed to last year where Vladimir uh, or Volodymyr Zelensky um was the man of the year uh an, an article that originally was published October 30th and updated on November 1st uh entitled nobody believes in our victory like i do inside volodymyr zelensky's struggle to keep ukraine in the fight and when you go through the article, it is not a flattering article. Uh, America's favorite son has fallen from grace. Oh, boy. Back to reality shows. And uh, <clears throat> the fact that Time Magazine has even published an article like this is uh, foreshadowing that I don't think that Zelensky is going to be in power much longer that's right wow yeah a hot take back yep, to acting uh, one of his uh one of his advisors uh said something like he's deluded you think they're gonna take him out take him out back or what yeah i mean i i, oh. I, I don't i don't 
a lot of people agree that the Time Magazine just wouldn't run an article like this on their own. They, uh, this is a CIA written. Must article. have gotten permission from the government to to Big put Daddy. this out there. Yeah. Oh, that I can agree with. So, yep, uh, things are changing in Ukraine. Uh, who knows when that's going to come to an end? But that was our focus last year. That's been our focus throughout the year. Yeah. Well, and sure all, all of a sudden, people, it's not. All the people who have survived will be very happy when BlackRock rolls in and they make the big smart, smart Ukraine with big smart stuff everywhere, touchless this, and you could do this with your, you know, they'll, they'll, didn't they, what was that thing called? The initiative to build up Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, well, they're still literally at war. They're wasn't it like the up. something like the Gia app or something like that? Like they're still at war. We're gonna build it up now. Like you want to wait a little bit till the bombs stop getting yeah. dropped a little bit. Want to wait? Yep. J.P. Morgan Chase is all ready to roll well, in. You're in and... Ukraine. Hold on, because the smart sea is coming. Just stay undercover. Yep. Better days the are ahead. Smart seas are coming. Yep. <laughs> 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 the, the, 15 minute, the 15 minute cities are coming to ukraine better days are ahead all right yep stay undercover oh big daddy well, black rock's coming i uh i just poured myself another scotch oh uh, i am uh of no use to you any longer Derek is passing out no. all right well <laughs> why don't we wrap up this episode how many scotches we are we in right now i don't know i all i would uh, i i would just add that Rich had shared with me that he was feeling frustrated, you know, about how this this episode may proceed, and that the material he had prepared was was not adequate to the occasion. But Rich, I would be surprised if this was not one of your best episodes. That's right. Well, okay. All right, I'll uh... show me that glass. So when you pour a scotch, right? What's the what's the etiquette on how high you pour? Is there etiquette? Is no, like you're actually gritty. That's a good question. I um, of course it is. I have an uncle in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, my uncle Maynard Flickema, what a who was name. actually born in the Netherlands. Say that three uh, times fast. Maynard Flickema. Maynard Flickema. Maynard Flickema. Wow, he's not Whoa. that sauced. He ain't that sauced up. So my my <laughs> uncle Maynard Flickema was born in Groningen in the Netherlands, and. In 1943, he was born in the Netherlands during World War II, and and whenever I visit him in Grand Rapids, Michigan, he always pours me a cognac. He 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 likes cognac, oh. and he he uses his fingers to measure the amount of the glass. I mean, it's not a, it's not as wide as this as this glass. It's more of a it, it's a. It, you know, it's a whiskey drinking glass, or not not like this glass, but anyways, um, you know, like a like a half inch or an inch, like like a half inch in this would would be a you know a standard drink. Is that you know, how much inch, you have? That now? would be an inch. Would be a double. I've probably had okay, while looking at the bottle. I'm not going to show you the bottle. Is that that's a fresh um, bottle? Yeah, it was a fresh bottle. Let's I began. See we'll I edit it the out. Let's see tonight. it. We'll edit it out. Let's um, see the bottle. I've probably had, oh gosh, oh, three or four doubles. Wow. <laughs> so four inches of, that's like four inches? Uh, I Yeah, something like that. An inch is a double? That's what you said, right? Let's just say that <clears throat> I have no intention of driving or operating heavy machinery. <laughs> I very good. I mean, I I'm not drunk, but I but I can feel that I've been drinking scotch. I can feel the effect, um, you know, and it's probably loosened my tongue a little bit. Um, no, you're fine. It's interesting. Alcohol affects people in different ways, and you know, people become drunkenness can manifest in different ways. Some people become very uninhibited. They start talking a lot. You know, become very expressive. Um, Ernest Hemingway actually would become very quiet, um, and then he would just crash and fall asleep. Wasn't he so, a poet? He was a writer, uh, he okay. lived in Cuba for many years. 
So I think that we've brought the show rude. in that for a landing. So we that end the episode rude. the same way every time with a prayer. Okay. Take it away. Let us pray. And Father God, I thank you for another year that we could come together and do the Guy Fox special this November 5th, 2023. And that, Lord, uh, uh, as we go from year to year, that God, that uh, there's just been more conflict in this world and that God, I know that you know about it and that God, that we lift prayers for everybody involved. That God, it wasn't that long ago that I preached from the pulpit about uh, the great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And that during that homily, I was commenting that Jesus told us who our neighbor is and when he told the story of the Good Samaritan. So our neighbor is that person that we despise the most. So, Father God, I ask that you move our hearts to embrace the one that we despise the most, that, God, that you not harden our hearts, but, Lord, that you allow us to see each other as human beings. And that, God, that the way of Christ permeates the spirits of everybody we know, everybody we can see on TV, and all those that we can think about overseas and throughout the United States. So, God, I look to Jesus Christ tonight. I look for him to be the light in the darkness. I look for him to be the light that uh, penetrates the darkness and that the darkness cannot overcome the light. So, God, I ask a blessing on Derek. I ask a blessing on Gritty and everybody that we know. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good Thank night.